Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. get it to come in through my headphones. Are you hearing a lot of feedback or anything? No, it sounds like you're a little far away, but I can still hear you clear. Oh, what a pain in my neck. I had a really stressful week. This is the last thing that I need. Can you hear me now? Better? Yep, I, yep, I can still hear you. Alright, there's something wrong. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, just talk for a second, Tom. Okay. Well, we're here on, you know, week 12, winding down to the end of the football season, but had some Thursday games. None of them turned out to be all that decent other than the Minnesota game. The other ones were kind of, you know, shit shows, but you know, at least we had football, so that's all you can ask for. You know, nothing better than eating Thanksgiving dinner and watching football, and then later on, watching the late game with a turkey sandwich, which is probably the best part of the late game, because, you know, it was terrible, 10-10 until three minutes left in the game when they finally pulled away and scored a couple on a couple of possessions. But at least we had some good fantasy implications on those games. You know, I didn't win anything on FanDuel or DraftKings, so I'm sure a lot of people did with Keenan Allen having another a second great week in a row with Phillip Rivers having a monster game, 434 yards and three touchdowns. All right, so I can finally hear. I called back in. Sorry about that, folks. Um, Thanks for holding the fort there, Dom. No problem. You You sound better now, too. Yeah, well, I, it was playing through my computer and not my um, – it's just been one thing after another. It's been a very stressful week at work, and then the, um, the, the, the doctor's episode has not loaded, even though I uh, loaded it about four hours ago. Um, I'm getting all sorts of weird signals on the main page here. Um, but it is what it is. We'll make the best of it. It's a short show tonight. Sal couldn't make it. So Dom is going to do not only defenses, but we're also going to discuss wide receivers 
give him a chance to stretch a little bit and do a little bit more, also get a little bit of the early um, stuff. Um, uh, let's do Dom's intro. Let's see if this works. You're just too good to be true. I can't take my eyes off of you. You be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. As long as love has arrived. And I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. All right, Dom. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Have you had a great Thanksgiving other than a stressful week? Yeah, you have no idea. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, my week was a 10. Um and and this is not helping matters, but it's just it's just a podcast uh, with a limited number of listeners who I love and appreciate, but uh let's start with wide receivers today. Um who's your favorite wide receiver? Um, my favorite wide receiver that I, you know, wanted to talk about actually is one at the lower end of the spectrum. He's only five thousand dollars on DraftKings, and that's Cooper Cup. I've actually liked him all season. I actually, before the season started, I predicted he'd have more fantasy points than Amari Cooper, which I think it's going to be close, but it could still happen. But now with Robert Woods out, Cooper Cup is the second target there. Now he's going to be the main target there, other than Ty Gurley. He has a great connection with Jared Goff, especially. In the red zone, he did drop drop an easy pass last week, but that's not going to stop golf from going to him. And I just think that, you know, in this game with Robert Woods out, it's going to be down to him and Watkins. Watkins is more the big play guy. Uh, Cup's more the the possession guy, and he's, I think he's going to have a great game. He could have seven or eight receptions for, you know, 80 or 90 yards and a, a touchdown and for only $5,000. He definitely gives you some upside that you can go out and, spend big on somebody else like a Julio Jones, who I also like this week. So, um, yeah, I think that there's definitely going to be opportunity in that Rams offense. Sean McVay has shown an ability to uh, get people where they need to be and to, you know, he really does a great job with play calling and scheming. Um, I'm playing more Watkins than Cup in GPP. But I I do like them both this week. I think both could go off. Um, let's yeah, I see. agree. I We're, think Watkins is a Watkins is a GPP play. I think that Cup is safer in cash plays than Watkins is. Yeah, uh, right now I'm sitting on 17% Cup and 22% Watkins. So pretty close. Um, who's the yeah, next guy on your list? I do like A.J. Green. I have him on there. He uh, he went off in the first game against Cleveland. Uh, it seems that Cincinnati does, for some reason, do worse against teams in the second time they play each other, especially division games. They play worse in the second game than they do in the first game, but I still think Andy Dalton's going to eat this Cleveland defense up. I know that they have McCourty back there. He had 97% uh, shadowing of A.J. Green in the first game. And the two plays where he didn't cover him were the plays where he got a reception and another touchdown. So they are going to have Justin McCourty on him. I think a lot they he's going to shadow him again this week, but I still think he's gonna, he's just a monster receiver. He's going to be up there for only $7,000. That's ridiculous price. This week the prices aren't really high. Even Julio Jones, who should possibly have a monster game, is 
at the lowest price he's been since 2014 in a game not that isn't against the Seattle Seahawks. He's only 7,700. You know, you could go there, too. One player that I don't have on my list but that I really like is a contrarian cheap play to, even, to get you better plays in other areas is Dontrell Inman. He's only $3,500 for Chicago. He's going against Philadelphia, which, as good as their defense is, they can be beaten a little bit in the secondary, and he is basically the only receiver they have there. So he is going to get all the targets. So I think you can get the same kind of production out of him that you're expecting from Cooper Cup. And I think that, you know, even $3,500, $1,500 less than Cooper Cup, if you played both of them, then you can load up at your other receiver and on uh, running back. So I actually have both of them in one lineup, and then I was able to get, you know, Kamara and Tevin Coleman in there as well as Julio Jones. Yeah, what do you think about D.D. Westbrook? Uh, I do – I like him. I, he's definitely talented. I just don't know how good Bortles is going to do. I think it's going to be a big running game, so I don't think they're going to have enough passing to support two receivers there. And I do like Lee better than D.D. Westbrook this week, although you could see D.D. Westbrook trying to, out, to stretch out that defense going long. But I, I like Marcus Lee a lot better than I do D.D. Westbrook this week. But I do like – Fournette, I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities this week against Arizona as they're going to try and ground and pound the ball. Yeah, I think he's also going to be under-owned. I I don't have a ton of Fournette right now, but I I think most of the money is going to be on uh, Gurley and uh, Hunt, and I think Fournette makes for an an excellent play. Um, Not that I have put a lot of him in GPP. Who's the next wide receiver on your list? Uh, I like Corey Davis this week going against Indianapolis as a terrible secondary, especially now since they don't have Vontae Davis on the team anymore. They are coming off a bye, so hopefully they were able to fix things there. But I still think that Mariota is going to keep using Corey Davis in the you know, past couple of games. He's been getting a lot more use than he was in previous games. It's only $4,900, which is the same price as Sammy Watkins. So you're looking, you know, looking good there. He is getting more targets as than Sammy Watkins is. Sammy Watkins is only getting two or three targets a week right now, surprisingly, where Corey Davis last week got eight targets. He had six catches. So if you can get that for, you know, again, $4,900, if you can get, if you can double your points, even triple your points, I think you can get 15 points out of him and get your return on investment for only $4,900. Yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, that's definitely a good one. Um, who's next on the wide receiver list? Uh, there's a couple. I, I actually really like Alshon Jeffrey this week, but I think my favorite mid-tier play, if you want to call it that, is T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he's actually $6,700 this week. He has a tendency to have ebbs and flows this year, as everybody knows, but it's because he's not playing with Andrew Luck. But he tends to really – do good with against bad defenses like he did against Houston and San Francisco where he had over 150 yards in both games and I think he can do that again against Tennessee who has another terrible secondary and pass defense so I I expect at least 150 yards out of him and a touchdown and he could get up to 10 catches I think so I can, I can see him getting you know 25 to 30 points easily and getting four times his price point yeah I think that that's uh, definitely doable um, is that it for uh, the wide receivers? Yeah, that should be all for wide receivers. Like I said, if you're going to high end, 
I do like, you know, if you're talking about the main slate, I do really like Julio Jones, probably a little bit better than A.J. Green. But I think they both could do good. Julio Jones has been pretty disappointing this year. But I think with without Devontae Freeman there, I think they are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more because they're not going to want Tevin Coleman to be the total bell cow back there. So they are going to throw the ball more. So I think that does bode well for Julio Jones. But if you want to pivot play off of that, on, even on the same team, I think Muhammad Sanu could be a great play also against that terrible secondary that Buffalo has. Yeah, I think that that's definitely a reasonable call. Um, all right, let's move over to defenses. Who's your favorite defense of the week? I have a couple defenses I like this week. The one I really like this week, though, is Philadelphia. Uh, they Obviously, I knew they're going against Chicago. Who, although they looked better last week, Detroit is definitely not the defense of Philadelphia. They still have the number one rush defense in the league. They have the, they have the best defensive line in the league. You know, I, Jordan Howard came back last week, had 25 carries for 125 yards. That's not going to happen again this week. He could have 25 carries again, quite possibly, because the Bears are just going to run the ball with John Fox, no matter whether they're, you know, in a tight game or if they're up by 10 or if they're down by 40, they're never going to come out of their game script. So I think he will get 20 to 25 rushes. But I think in this game, if he does, he's not going to get 125 yards. He'll get maybe 70 or 80 yards total. So I think even with that, they're not going to move the ball a whole lot. If they do, it's going to be with Dontrell Linman, like I said, in the wide receiver section for like 3,500. But I think offensively, they're not going to do a whole lot in this game. I don't think it's going to be quite a shutout, but I, I do see Trubisky throwing two or three touchdowns here, and I think they can get they can get to him and sack him five or six times in this game. Gotcha. All right, uh, the next defense on your list is who? Uh, I'd like the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Cardinals. Cardinals are just, you know, terrible this year. I do think now that Jalen Ramsey is going to miss the game, though it's not quite as strong a play, but I do think they are going to be able to shut down Adrian Peterson. Their defense has been getting a lot better since they got uh, Wiley, or, yeah, Wiley from Buffalo. Or sorry, Darius from Buffalo. And I, I just think that I think Larry Fitzgerald should have a good game this year. A lot with with Ramsey out of there. I think he could have a game like he did last week with 10 catches. But other than that, I don't think they're going to do much on offense here. It is playing Gabbert behind center, so that's better than Stanton, but it's still not anything special. So Jacksonville, obviously, they've been great all year, and I think they're going to be great again this week. They are expensive, though. They are $4,100 with the most expensive defense. So, again, if you want to save a little bit of money, you can go for Philadelphia. Like I said, they're only 3600 this week. Yeah, I think Philadelphia and Jacksonville are both going to be pretty popular. Uh, if you're, if It's not on the main slate for DraftKings, but if you're playing FanDuel, you're a big fan of the Steelers' defense. Is that correct? Yeah, I do like the Steelers' defense going against Green Bay. Who knows what Humley's going to do this week. It could be easily be another shutout for – the Packers offense again this week. They still don't have Aaron Jones. Tom Montgomery's still injured. The ribs just don't don't seem to be healing. Jordy Nelson, you can't even really play him anymore in the in my rankings on fantasy pros. I actually have him as my wide receiver fifty two this week. He's just looking terrible. The only person you even want, have to worry about is Devontae Adams and he can't do everything himself. Although he did have hundred and twenty six yards last week. That was on, on only hundred and eighty yards from Brett Humley. So they can you know they can shut him down if they need to. The running doesn't scare me at all. I just think that they're going to have a monster game against 
and get to Hunley quite a bit. They should sack him quite a bit and get a couple interceptions from him also and possibly a, I can see a pick six or two in this game. And the last uh, defense on your list is the Enver Broncos. And I say Enver because they haven't really had a lot of D this year. No, they haven't. But And they've actually, surprisingly, for as good as everybody says their pass defense is, they've given up the most passing touchdowns of any team this year. But I think this is more of a call about the Oakland Raiders than it is the Denver Broncos defense. I mean, yes, they're not the elite defense that everybody – thought they were for the past three or four years, but they're still a top half defense, I would say. And just Oakland doesn't do good, especially Derek Carr. Even as great as he was last year and everybody thought he was going to be this year, he is terrible in divisional games for some reason. He just can't win them. He can't play good in them. And I think that's going to throw, show up again this week. He may have a, you know, a, a decent game, but he's not going to have a, a great game. I think he'll do better than he did against the Patriots last week. They can only hope but he's not going to have anything special. He may get to 200 yards passing and maybe a touchdown, but he's not going to have a monster game. And I don't believe in Marshawn Lynch anymore. And Denver, their rush defense has been a lot better this year than it has in recent years. So I just think that they're going to be able to, it's going to be a low scoring game, especially with Paxton Lynch starting. And like I said, with the Raiders offense, just struggling right now, only scoring eight points last Last week, I can see this game being an ugly, like, 17-14, you know, 20-13 to 13 type of game. And I just – when the scores are that low, the defense is, is usually the reason. So, I think you can see a lot of interceptions this game and, again, some maybe some fumble recoveries and some sacks in this game. Yep. All right. That's, uh, that, that's a really good job, Dom, on wide receivers and defense. Thank you very much. And we'll uh... – We'll check you out next uh, next week. Sounds great. All right. That's Dom, everyone. And the mauler will be calling in in a couple minutes. Um, I want to thank everyone who listens to our show. We're going to do a little song break here till the mauler gets here. Um, little NFL Network. Um, while I go and see if I can figure out some of these issues I'm having.
we're back, and the mauler is not here. He, I told him 925, and I guess he went out for a haircut and a movie. But uh, got a lot of interesting games coming up this week, and I am excited, as I always am, for the NFL um, the big game, the big news, I guess, is on DraftKings, where they have a $75 Millie Maker instead of a $20 Millie Maker. Um, I think that is going to change a lot. I think you're going to see uh, higher ownership on the chalky players. I think it's a good week to go and just be a little bit more contrarian. So, um We'll talk about that a little bit with the mauler. Uh, I am having technical difficulties as it relates to the doctor's segment. Uh, one of my favorite segments each week is uh, Dr. Jeffrey Budoff talking about injuries. And uh, unfortunately, it, it's just not no, um, loading. So uh, that is... Uh, disappointing as is the fact that I'm uh, had trouble in the first segment with my uh, sound and it just it's been a tough week folks it's just been a tough week Uh, you know I think everybody who does these little podcasts like mine you think yeah one day someone's going to listen to my podcast and they're going to you know, give me a big-time gig. Well, if anybody listens to this one so far, I think they're going to go running into the night. Um, All right, I'm going to try and call the mower. I will be right back. And is if on cue, the mower. Mower, how are you? Good, Todd. How are you tonight? It's like the week that preceded it. It's been a, a bit of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know, Thanksgiving and everything. Uh, you know, we talked a little earlier. Yeah, it's always a challenge oh, about oh, this oh, time. Hold on one second. Welcome back to the show, Jay Bach, uh, the Motown Mauler on Twitter. Mauler, how's your NBA teams doing tonight? Well, pretty damn good, except for uh, I had uh, J.J. Redick in and I swapped Collins. So that's uh, pissing me off because, you know, I have McConnell and Beal and all those guys. Uh, so um, good, but. I need him to hold on, and I need Curry to pick it up. If I can get to 300, I think I'll uh, have a, a real productive night. But, yeah, the Collins uh, swap for Redick uh, is about a 30-point difference right now, and uh, Curry only has four points midway through the second somehow. So Yeah, that's uh, what's killing me. I looked. he's oh, He was like 0 for 12 from the field. Sweet. Yep, great, <laughs> great choice for me. 
I, I, uh, and I've got him in all three of my lineups. So, um, and, you know, I got one lineup that has Beal and Reddick and O'Quinn, Miles Turner, Courtney Lee, who's doing great, Stevenson and Embiid, and Curry with four points. Yeah, yeah, that's about uh, where I'm at. So, uh, all right, I need enough. Of- to somehow, yeah, to get to 20 and we'll be good. But yeah, let's talk some football. Yeah, let's 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 do what we're here for. Uh, what what you're hired for is to help us. Does that seem clear to you? Um, yeah. All right. So let's start with the quarterback position, Mauler. All right. I'm going to go through uh, quickly tonight so we can get up and get out of here. But I love Tom Brady at top, of course, uh, 7.7K against Miami. I think he's uh, far and above the top choice. Uh, you move down to the middle. Uh, if you don't want Brady, I don't mind uh, Russell Wilson or Alex Smith. I have them, my next two projected. Uh, if you want to save some money, uh, take a chance on Tyrod Taylor against Kansas City or uh, Derek Carr. If you want to be super contrarian this week, let's uh, go crazy and say Paxton Lynch. Um, I I pray that you don't go quick this week because I got 20 minutes. <laughs> but um, I'll I'm gonna go with uh, Wilson over Brady. Um, my mid tier guy is Marcus Mariota and Cam Newton, and those three guys are I would say about eighty uh, percent of my ownership. I've got a little bit of Brady, a little bit of Brissett, and a little bit of C.J. Beathard because I think that he is. Uh, you know, sometimes when you play all the guys in a, a game, you know, and you really stack a game, it's it's smart. Like I didn't do that enough a couple weeks ago. I was pretty heavy on Eli, and it was Beathard who went off. So I'm not going to make that mistake again this week. I, I definitely have a couple token Beathard lineups. Paxton Lynch is 4,400. Beathard is 4,600. And with Seattle just missing everyone, I think that um, I think he is a, a, a pretty good play. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I think so too. They're going to be playing from behind too, so. Um, you know, that's a that's a good choice. No uh let's see, no Earl Thomas, no Richard Sherman, um basically no defensive backs to speak of in Seattle. So uh if any yeah, time, strong uh, safeties out too. I forget his name right now. Yeah, one of the better ones. And if you know, if you're gonna play anybody against them now, um you know, now's the time. Yep, yep, yep. I uh I'm having a brain uh, a brain fart uh, among my other uh, my other issues. So now I I need to look it up. Um, but why don't you uh, Earl Thomas and come on Cam Chancellor? Jeez, oh my goodness! All right, let's yeah. move on to uh, <laughs> let's move on to the running back position. Well, let's stay with the 49er theme. My favorite running back, um, regardless of price, is Carlos Hyde for 5.5. Um, the cornerbacks are beat up. I think that opens up the run game a little bit. Hyde can catch a few passes. I think, you know, 
he can get up to, to 20 points at 5.5K, and that's, that's uh, you know, really acceptable. So he's my favorite play regardless of price. Uh, up top, um, I like Kareem Hunt the most. Um, you know, the sites I look at, you know, some have Gurley, uh, some have Bell. Um, but Kareem Hunt's my favorite uh, of the top price guys. I just think, you know, Buffalo struggles against the run. Um, for some reason, Kareem Hunt didn't get fed last week, so I'm hoping they'll make up for it this week. I love Mark Ingram. He's uh, going to play angry this week. Um, I think Joe Mixon at 4.4K is um, – and a lot of my backfields will be Hyde and, and Mixon this week. You know, you can get, uh, you know, two stud running backs, I think, this week that can get you 35 to 40 solid points for under 10K total. So that's where I'm looking. Um, I like the Hyde call. Mixon, I tweeted that 4,400 is just too cheap, but he hasn't played very well. I don't, you know, I got a, I got a token amount of him. I've got more Gurley than Hunt, and I've got a good bit of Tevin Coleman. Uh, he didn't play great last week, but home, uh, nice size favorite against Tampa Bay. He didn't get a lot of targets last week. And I think that you can certainly think that he might get some more this week. In the uh, I, I definitely have some Hunt and Gurley, Hyde uh, as well. In the low end, there's a couple guys I really like. I like Devontae Booker. He really got a lot more work. Jamal Charles really didn't play last week. And Booker seems to be the best running back on the team. Uh, 3,500 uh, or 3,700. He scored 14 uh, or 15 fantasy points last week. And they are um, at Oakland, who's been a very bad team. For 3,700 and low, lower ownership, I like Devontae Booker. The other guy I like in the low end is J.D. McKissick. Um, it just seems to me that he's the best running back on that team. He gives them the run-pass option that neither Rawls or Lacey do. Again, $3,700 in a game that should be up-tempo. They're two of the fastest-paced teams in the league. Um and I think that, um, you know, 20, 20, 25% ownership on McKissick really could, you know, I, in fact, I made one, um, one millimaker lineup with McKissick and Booker, I think. Did I keep that? Let me see. Yep. I kept it. And um, I think that that could really put you in, a great spot. It allows you to get up to a lot of the very expensive wide receivers and tight ends. So I, I think that that is a very, very interesting uh, way to do the running backs. Um, any thoughts? And then uh, take us into wide receiver. Yeah, no, I, I agree with those. Um, you know, I don't mind throwing somebody like Alex Collins in the few lineups or anything like that, but I think, uh, I think we touched on them all, and you mentioned Tevin Coleman. I think that's a good um, sneaky play. Like you said, he didn't do well last week. Some people will put him on, you know, their do not play list, and I think he gets a, a few more targets this week and definitely makes value. So uh, wide receivers love Julio Jones. Um, I just think he's too cheap, and he's going to have a breakout sooner or later. Um, uh, moving 
and down. Love Larry Fitzgerald. I know Jacksonville, uh, you know, has a number one pass defense. But um, did I hear Jalen Strong is out? Yes. Yeah, so Fitzgerald definitely plug and play for me at at 5,600. Then you go down – take uh, a dart and throw it in the uh, Tennessee guys, Corey Davis. Uh, he's 4,900. Um, I think he's decent value. Um, a couple of my other favorite values, Sammy Watkins. I think he's a sneaky play. Uh, you mentioned Beathart. I think uh, Godwin at 3,900 is a good pairing with him. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a little too cheap at <clears throat> At 5,200, um, I'm not sure who's going to get the deep balls uh, thrown to them for Denver, but we know how big and slow the Oakland corners are, so um, I'll have a little bit of those guys spread out. So uh, those are a few ideas I have at receiver. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. Um, up my number one own. I like the Julio call. My number one uh, owned player at the wide receiver position this week is a guy that I normally don't play a lot of. It's Brandon Cooks. Um, You know, Chris Hogan is still out. Um, It could be a blowout, but the, the, um, the Patriots are very unlikely to take their foot off the pedal early. Uh, Last three games, Cooks has nine, 11 and eight targets. Uh, You know, he is, uh, you know, the Dolphins are a bad defense. So uh, I, I have a good bit of uh, Mr. Cooks. I loved your call on Marquise Goodwin. He was on my list. Um, we talked about that depleted secondary of uh, Seattle, and he's got speed that, you, you know, is just amazing. Uh, he only got two targets against the Giants, but he's had plenty of eight-target games. He's had an 11-target game. Uh, I, I think he is a very interesting uh, play uh, the Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins plays definitely in, uh, like those. I like Paul Richardson a lot this week. If you like Russ Wilson, um, Baldwin uh, is uh, seven thousand dollars and going to have pretty good ownership. Uh, where Richardson is forty seven hundred dollars and is not going to have much in the way of ownership. So whether you want to double stack it or not. He's got a 31 point game this year. Um, I think he is a, a, a good guy. I mentioned uh, with uh, Dominic D.D. Westbrook uh, had six targets his first game. Um, I, I like him in the low end. I like uh, Landry. I, I don't have a ton, but I do like Jarvis Landry. I think a lot of people are on Kenny Stills this week. Um Using the Rotoviz um, game splits app, Landry has also scored about two more fantasy points a game over the last couple years when uh, when uh, Matt Moore's been the quarterback. So I think that those are good calls. Um, I think that either of the Saints wide receivers are interesting, and in the low end couple real flyer type guys, Dontrell Inman and also Keel and Cole. Um, you know, a lot of people are on Westbrook as that low price guy. Cole last week with turns out had 
six uh, targets. He had eight targets the week before against the bad defense. He could be an interesting dart throw. So that will take us to the tight end position. Yeah, I hope people listen to to the receivers you just spit out because um, when we spit out Ellington last weekend, you got me to probably 70% ownership on him. And I think he got us 12 points. And yeah, I think it was 12 there, or 13 I'll, for 3K. Yeah, and I'll take that all day. And, it, it, you know, I did very well last week, and a lot of it was uh, your Ellington call. So hopefully people listen to that. So uh, moving along to the tight end, there's only two people in the top tier. That's Kelsey or Gronk. If I have to choose between the two, I'll take Gronk tomorrow. Um, but my favorite uh, tight end for the upper tier is Jimmy Graham, uh, 5.8K. He's been getting so many red zone targets lately. Um, you know, I love him there. Uh, Greg Olson is interesting to me coming off the injury, 4.8K against the Jets. Um, looking to save some money. Um, ben Watson, 3.1K versus Houston. Um Super, super value, uh, Julius Thomas paired up with Matt Moore, 2.7K. And then uh, your guy beat Hart's uh, roommate or college teammate, Kittle, 2.8K, um, if you want to go super crazy and see what happens. In the, in the real low end, um, I think O.J. Howard at 2,600 um, Fitz throws the guy the ball, and, uh, yeah. in, you know, I, I don't have much, but if you want a dart throw under 3K, you're looking to fill out a lineup. I'll throw O.J. Howard in there. Um, I loved your call of Graham up top. Uh, I think he'll be my number one owned. And my number two owned wide receiver this week is Delaney Walker. If you're thinking that you are are Getting a, uh, you know, I didn't mention Corey Davis, but I love him this week. Uh, the Mauler covered that one. I have a lot of Mariota. I have a lot of Delaney Walker. Yeah, he's 5K, um, but he has not scored a touchdown this year. And he, it, you know, Indianapolis is just a bad defense. That offense really hasn't gotten going. Rashard Matthews might miss the game. Uh, Walker's been over 10 points four weeks in a row without getting a touchdown. His targets the last four weeks are 9, 9, 5, and 10. His catches are 6, 6, 5, and 7. So you figure if you get a six-catch game for 60 yards and a touchdown, and if somehow they really go off and he gets a a long one, I, I, I like the Laney Walker a lot this week. I like in the lower price. Um, I'm, I'm fading Jack Doyle for the most part. Uh, he's going to be very popular, and he, you know, you can't have everyone. Uh, I want to have a little bit of Kels, a little bit of Gronk, uh, a lot of Graham and Walker, and I like Austin Hooper at $3,700. Here's a guy who uh, really started the season slow and fell off a lot of people's radar. He didn't have a good game last week, but the three weeks before that, he each had six targets. Um, he's an interesting guy in that price point. And I think that really – oh, and my, my, I almost forgot my favorite guy. Uh, the flow chart, uh, Al Smith's flow chart guy, 
uh, he, he's playing against Cleveland again. He scored 25 points against them earlier in the season. Tyler Croft, uh, inexpensive tight ends against Cleveland. It's a thing. I will have, uh, I will be overweight on Tyler Croft. Uh, let's move to defense. Well, if you're spending up, uh, I'll take the Jaguars or, or Bengals. Love them both. Uh, Jaguars against Arizona and Blaine Gabbert. Bengals, uh, you know, against Cleveland. Terrible. Uh, 3,300 mid-tier. I like the Panthers. Um, then if you're trying to save some money, um, you know, I would take a stab at probably uh, a defense from the Rams game. Rams or Saints, either one of those. You know, if you wanted to try and save some money and, and try and get a, a defense, a touchdown or a return. Um, love the Jags. Uh, definitely will have some of the Bengals. Um, I really uh, like the Carolina Panthers this week. I think that they're going to be a low-owned option at 3,300 who's going to uh, be someone to look at. Um, this defense isn't going to be as low-owned, I don't think, uh, but I really like the Patriots this week. Matt Moore is one of those quarterbacks who can – you know, play really well, or he can play really, really bad and throw a bunch of pick sixes. Um, you know, I'm going to have about 20% of the Patriots defense and, and hope that um, Matt Moore, you know, completely implodes. I, I, a lot of people are on the Eagles, but I'm not on the Eagles this week. I, I'll have a little bit. My feeling is that they want to run the ball and they might not be able to run the ball, but if you know they they just haven't been putting Trubinsky in positions where you know he really hasn't turned the ball over that much so far. Um, he he's kind of mobile as well, and you know if there's going to be a defense owned twenty to twenty five percent that I don't love, I'm going to be underweight on him. I do think if you want to go all the way down, I've got one or two lineups with the Bears. Um, they are on the road, and but they're 2100. Um, they've got a good pass rush. They're not a bad defense. They, you know, if they, if it opens up in in this one lineup, the one that I told you with Booker and McKissick, I mean, it opened up a, a lot of extra money to go down there. So um, I do like the Bears or the Browns in the low end. Um, but my favorite two defense. Oh, I for, almost forgot the Atlanta Falcons playing Ryan Fitzpatrick at home. Heavy favorites. If they get up by a couple touchdowns, Fitzpatrick who has always been turnover prone. And watching his game tape last week, his arm seems to be not as strong as it was even a year or two ago. I mean, some of those passes, even the ones that he completed, it took quite a while for them to get there. Um, on the road, if they're behind and he's forced to throw, I think the Falcons are really – there's someone I heard Drew Dinkmeyer mention, and I really um, – I, I think that uh, they're, they're pretty pretty darn sneaky. What do you think, Mahler? Yeah, that's a good pivot off the, the top guys, like you said, the Bengals and Jaguars. So, yeah, that's a good call, and uh, I'll definitely sneak them in when needed. Yep, their home defense, big favorite. Uh, you know, they, they certainly can get after the passer, too. So, uh, 
that that that's about a wrap. Um, so let's check in on Steph Curry real quick. Maybe he's up to 14 at halftime. Yeah, 14 and a half. But uh, Collins killed me. I'm sitting at uh, I'm sitting at 2:45 with the full fourth quarter from Stevenson and a full half from Curry left, and that's with a nine from Collins. So I mean, 46 Ugh. for Beal. 53 from McConnell, 44 Embiid, you know, I did my part, and then Curry, you know, Curry can go for 25 in the third quarter, so, but, uh, yeah, the Collins call killed me, because I started with Reddick, so. I've got uh, the one that I'm looking at, I'm up to 233.5 points, I've got Steph Curry uh, with the whole second half, uh, Beal is done, Reddick is done, Kyle O'Quinn has 20 points and it's uh, got a minute left in the third quarter. I've got Miles Turner with eight minutes to go. I've got Courtney Lee with a quarter to go. I've got Stevenson with um, 7.55 left. So uh, 2.33, that's not too bad, I don't think, Mahler. No, that one looks pretty good. That's the one to keep an eye on. Um, The other one that I've got, um, I've got actually – um, I got Lillard. You could tell I'm trying to kill the last couple minutes. Uh, thank you for hanging in there with me. Uh, I got Lillard, who scored 46. I got Curry, Lance Stevenson with a quarter to go. Porter had 50 points. Embiid. I got Darren Collison with eight minutes to go, owned 4.7%, 27 points. Uh, Willie, Hergenzoma, and Zaza Peculia. So, Eh, that one's not quite as good, right? No, but it'll cash. Even though it's uh even though it's got a little bit more left, it's not quite as good. Um my last lineup and the last one I'll bother you with is at two hundred and four points, it's got McConnell, Curry, uh Markieff Morris, Dirk Nowitzki's got twenty points at the half at four point nine percent, and Bede Stevenson, who just scored again, got a rebound. I got DeMarcus Cousins with a half and Zaza with a half. That one, that one could do something, too. Yeah, that one's not too bad. You need some Zaza from, from your last two. Yep, yep. Uh, well, Zaza, I mean, they're playing two big guys. I would think that Zaza would be in there. Um, he's $3,000. He's already got 10 points. If I can get another 10 points, I think I'd be pretty happy with 20 points for 3100 yeah, seven times value would be uh, pretty solid at 3K. All right, Mauler, I really appreciate you doing the show. I know you were pretty busy, and uh, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I'll talk to you next week, and good luck tomorrow. You got it. So, um, yeah, you as well, Mauler. And so I still just, yeah, it's still none of the – Doctor's segments have uh, loaded, and I've got LJ coming on in a couple minutes, so we'll uh, we'll kill just a couple minutes. Uh, I got a big week uh, in my FFPC playoff. If I I ended up in third place for the second year in a row, if I win this week, I get five hundred bucks. If I and a chance to win a thousand uh, the following week and to move on into the big tournament. Um, and then Marvin Jones put up 
28.9 points against me, Crowder 27. And then Vernon Davis, thankfully, didn't score a point. Um, well, I had Kyle Rudolph and Matt Prater, so I'm down 56 to 37. He's got Dalton, Gurley, Jamal Williams, Demarius Thomas, Jack Doyle, Butker, and Jacksonville. Uh, so he's got seven guys to go, and that's pretty good. So that's, you know, with a 19-point lead. But my team has a lot of guys in good spots as well. Russell Wilson, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Corey Coleman, A.J. Green, Carlos Hyde. Right now I've got Olsen in the flex and Cincinnati's defense. I could also pivot to Charles Clay. I could pivot to Marquise Lee or Rex Burkhead. So I'm really up in the air about Olsen's workload. I'll be looking into that in the morning, um, seeing if I can, uh, you know, make a final decision. And those are the decisions that if you get them wrong, they can really ruin your off season. I mean, I'm going to have a pretty good year this year with my dynasty and just, I got a pretty good amount of money. It looks like that's, you know, going to come in from best ball. Uh, but this is one that, you know, I really would like to win. So uh, uh, we'll be uh, crossing my fingers and my toes and saying some prayers um, that my FFPC team can uh, bring it in. But uh, th- this guy has uh, been, you know, he's gotten a big job. He's been very busy and uh, I've missed having him on the show, but he's back this week and I'm really glad to have him back. Uh, where's his theme music now? The music has been just a nightmare today, loading all this stuff. It just hasn't worked. Um, I think, I think I am the woat when it comes to, yeah, it's just not there anymore. (laughs) LJ, it looks like you take a couple weeks up a couple weeks off and uh, I lost your music up. Here we go. Welcome to the show, LJ Cheney. You can find him on Twitter at Pacific Scouting. LJ, get get us caught up on uh, all the exciting things that are going on with you. Oh man, it's uh, I, I don't know. There's some exciting things going. You know, we we've talked about it before. Hooked up with Optimum Scouting, Eric Galco, and I'm um, their Pac-12 Mountain West regional guy now, and gonna make my trips to college games for free with that good old credential pass and it's pretty cool you know i'm uh i'm excited about it it's uh it, it's been fun right now i'm currently just grinding out these uh finished the pac-12 um my preliminary reports for the pac-12 already and now i'm just uh i'm trying to get in on um uh, finishing up these mountain west reports and, and got a couple of days left to do it so uh, it, it's been exciting. It's been a grind, but, uh, you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's, you know, that's just part of it. So it, it's been, it's been a, been a fun ride. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't be happier for you. 
Um, really just an amazing job. Uh, speaking of an amazing job, what an upset today. Number one seed, Alabama, hits the skids and, and loses to their their bitter rival, Auburn, in the Iron Bowl. I mean, what was that game like? I didn't get a chance to catch it. But, boy, I'm sure glad to see the Saban Tooth Tiger lose. Yeah, no, it was a it was a good one, man. It was, they they controlled third downs on both sides of the ball. They was able to to move the ball on third downs and and stop Jalen Hurts, uh, Alabama quarterback, on third third downs, who who sort of limits that offense just because he's not that very good of a passer. They got a true freshman, Tua Tuga Viola, who's a, who's a lefty, who I think would do a better job. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, Jarrett Stidham. I know we I think we talked about him probably the very first uh, episode of this. Yep. And unfortunately, it was it was when he was playing Clemson and he didn't look too good because he was getting ate up. But now, man, he looks like he looks like the guy I thought he could be preseason. Um, I, I think he returns to school. But if he did come out, I think there would be a lot of buzz about him just because he possesses a ton of NFL traits. He's very mobile. But man, it was just a uh, Gus Malzahn. He just he had a good game plan in that. They they were able to bottle up that uh, Alabama backfield. And they were able to run the ball themselves, and, and they they made the plays when they needed to make them, and it was it was a fun one. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm not, I'm not too yeah, fun out Bama, but I'm super yeah. stoked. Anybody but Bama and Ohio State. Well, we didn't get as lucky there. They uh, they they humbled <laughs> Michigan, didn't they? Yes, yes, they did. So, what but was the been, deal with the? Weekend. What was the deal with the Ohio State quarterback? I didn't. I, I there was some controversy. So I didn't see the actual um, game or video of it, but I seen JT Barrett explaining after the game in a press conference what happened. And I guess uh, a cameraman bumped into his knee and knocked him out of the game or something. That was in warmups. So yeah, uh, Urban Meyer is not too happy about it. So, uh, but I, I didn't get the details on it, but. I don't know the extent of the injury as well, but that's a that's a bummer. Um, their backup came in and played played a good game though. So, you know, and can you Barry, chalk it up to uh, can you chalk it up to Urban Decay? What's that? <laughs> can you chalk it up to Urban Decay? Who the hell is Urban Decay? You've never heard that phrase? No, you I know, have like not. when a when a city goes to pot, you know, it's Urban Decay, D E C A Y. Okay, so I I, I understand. Puns the, are uh, better the when people know the now. word you use. Yeah, I'm, I'm still young. I'm still I'm illiterate, so I wouldn't go that far. So let's go back to Bama. Um, you know, Auburn was sixth ranked. Bama was first ranked. Looks like um, most of the other top teams are going to be clean today. How do you see this affecting? Um, you know, who's going to be the top four next week? I think the top four is going to be, oh, man, um, I think it's going to go Oklahoma, Clemson, Auburn, ah, and then Wisconsin. Wisconsin might end up being three, actually, but I think those are the top four. And uh, I think that stays the top four as long as those all four teams end up winning their uh, – their conference titles, I think that's the top four that the that the committee rolls with. But you know, there's the chances are very slim of all four teams winning 
those uh their their conference championships just because Clemson's got Miami, uh, Oklahoma's got TCU next week, Wisconsin has Ohio State, and Auburn has Georgia. Those are just going to be some wonderful matchups, and I'm looking forward to them. But Say that uh, again. Who's playing the who? matchups? Okay, so for the ACC championship, you got Clemson going up against Miami. For the Big Ten championship, you got Wisconsin going up against Ohio State. For the SEC championship, you got Auburn versus Georgia. And for the Big 12 championship, you have Oklahoma versus TCU. Um, I think Wisconsin, I mean, the only one that I think, the one I think has the easiest route is Oklahoma. You know, I think they they knock off TCU. Um, The other three games are going to be rough, though, and I I have no idea what's going to happen with Alabama. They just, their resume is not that good, to be completely honest. Their best win is against an LSU. That's going to be their only win against the top 25 team this season. There was times, you know, they played top 25 teams, but at season's end, those teams aren't going to be in the top 25. So, uh, you know, next week it's going to be, their only win is going to be over LSU, who's a top 25 team. And that's not that very good of a resume, you know, and I I don't, they're a great team, but, you know, the, the committee's got to show some integrity and show some, you know, willingness to crown conference champions. And Alabama's not going to be playing for a conference championship. So depending on what happens next week, uh, I think they're, they're definitely on the outside looking in. Well, and Miami, I, I didn't realize this. Miami got upset by Pittsburgh. So uh, they're not going to be, you know, they're dropping back, but they've got a game against Clemson. You got to figure if they beat Clemson that they're going to take Clemson's place, correct? You've got to figure it out. So. And and what's Georgia's record now? Did they, did they get knocked off along the way? Uh, they lost to Auburn, and that was it. So yeah. So the winner of that, that game, the winner yeah, of that game winner, should. In. Yep. And then you look at the if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, they'll get in. I can't see them not getting in if they beat uh, Wisconsin. So really. The only chance, I think, is if TCU beats Oklahoma, that opens the door for Alabama. If not, it's going to really stink to kind of high heaven if Alabama, uh, you know, unless there's some circumstance like, a, 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 I mean, there are no ties in these playoff games, correct? No, there's definitely not. And the, the thing is, it's like, you know, so, so I mean, we're going to get championships. Yeah, we're going to get the – that I think we get the ACC champion and Miami. They, you know, they did their best all year. They squeaked out a lot of wins. They ended up getting beat by ten plus points from, or by ten points from Pitt, who's a four and seven team. If they beat Clemson, uh, I think the committee is going to allow them to get in. So you think you would think the ACC champion gets in, the SEC champion gets in. That leaves two more spots. I think Oklahoma secures one, and then that leaves one spot, like you said. So going to come down between uh wisconsin and ohio state i just don't i mean wisconsin they're they're loaded with talent uh our excuse me ohio state's loaded with talent wisconsin hasn't uh their strength of schedule is sitting at 64th overall which isn't too good um but if they beat ohio state you know they're un, they're going to be the only undefeated um power five conference champion and they're definitely in but i i don't know that's going to be a tough one i think all comes down to that game, and if uh, if uh, Ohio State wins, I, I'm still not even sure if you let them in. Uh, two lost team, you know. I know they're a big, yeah, that's, a big that's, champion, but that's the open door for Alabama right there. 
Yeah, and, it's going to be uh, Ohio State wins. It's going to be between them and Alabama, and that's what the committee is going to have to decide. And 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 so if if Ohio State is up by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know they're going to be going for touchdown four and five. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you want to you're going to want to put the you know you're going to want to put it to Wisconsin as much as you can. But you know I wouldn't count Wisconsin out. They're they're true freshman. He's in line possibly to be to have the rushing record um in the history of NCAA for a freshman running back um he's only 150 yards behind Adrian Peterson and that's Jonathan Taylor so if he's able to secure that man it's you know that's going to be a great deal for him he's going to he should be a Heisman finalist um Wisconsin's run games for real their defense is for real but they do not have the type of talent that Ohio State has you know they're going to get up for this game so it's uh I don't know man it's I think we got it's it's all coming down between the final spots between Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Alabama, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, the great thing about having you on the show is uh, I, 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 I get excited for college football, which I haven't been for many years. It's not even that I don't like it. It's just if I tried to watch football all day Saturday and all day Sunday, I wouldn't have a marriage. Yeah, no. See, luckily for me, right now, uh, my job sent me down to Fresno, California. So that's where I'm at. I'm down in Fresno right now, helping out with uh, some of the paperwork side of all the disasters that went on over the past couple months. Uh, there's a there's a federal building down here that I'm that I'm uh, posted up at, helping out with uh, <clears throat> paperwork and assisting over the phones, all this stuff. So I'm by myself. You know, I'm kicking back. Uh, gonna be lonely over the next month. I've already been here for two weeks, so all are you married? Downtime, I, I have a fiance and a, and a, gotcha. a three-year-old daughter. Um, with, a, with a son, thank you. With a son on the way in, in January, so um, wow. They're they're yeah they're kicking back at home. Um, I won't be home till probably January 12th or 13th or something. So all my downtime all my, all my downtime consists of college football down here which is fine you know i have a lot of stuff i need to get done um december is going to be a busy month in terms of my stuff with optimum scouting and getting the ball rolling with uh, all of our reports that we're going to be doing over at dynastyfootballfactory.com we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a nice little rookie rookie report um for people probably coming around coming out after the combine and of course we'll have our second year the debbie watch where we profiled 200 players last year and that's only going to get better. I mean, you know, that was something that was done on short notice and we still put a, a ton of work into it. So next year is going to be even better. And that's uh so I'm excited for those two, uh, those two things to come out. That, that's awesome. It sounds awesome. Um, uh, last question. Um, who is leading the Heisman race and is it even close? Um, uh, Baker Mayfield is definitely leading it. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people will tell you it's not close just because of the hype that's been around him and everything. But, I, you know, I think there's still players you got to consider. Um, I think Saquon, you know, at, at one point, obviously, he was the, the front runner. I don't think he's in it anymore. Um, Bryce Love, Jonathan Taylor, Baker Mayfield, I think, are the are the three guys. And even Lamar Jackson could be in there, but I don't think he's going to be a finalist. And then you got Rashad Penny out of San Diego State, who has made his case. He's rushed for over 2,000 yards already this season. And, you know, it's uh, – but I, I think Baker Mayfield has it pretty much locked up. He'll probably be a unanimous Heisman winner. Awesome. 
LJ, it was really great getting you back on. Uh, next time we'll we'll get back to trying to get some sleepers, but I wanted to get caught up with everything going on with the teams this time. And certainly later in the season, once college football is done and there's a little bit of NFL left, uh, we, we can get back into some of the prospects. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, sounds good. Take it easy, Todd. All right. Well, that'll do it. Um, never was able to load the doctor's segment, which is a real pain in my left knuckle. Um, it left scar tissue, and that's what I'm going to leave you folks with, scar tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Close your eyes and I'll kill you.